Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Hayes from Eclectic Performance Solutions out of Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, uh, it's great to be here. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking and thanks for being here today, for spending some time, you know, giving back to the fitness industry a little bit through conversation. Appreciate your your time. I know time is valuable, especially as a business owner. So I appreciate it. Yeah, Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Before we really dive into the business side and get too deep into the nitty gritty, Give me a little bit of background, Hayes. Ultimately, like, what was it that made you decide to go and open up this fitness business? Okay, well, that's a little bit of a loaded question, but um, I I was an athlete uh, that you know I was I was good at my sport, um, but our our training was very limited, and so my education became you know seeking like a better way to do exercise performance and whatever and then I was I ended up being that guy that got chronically hurt uh through my collegiate uh athletic career and um so I I spent my time in grad school really trying to piece the puzzles together of you know uh nutrition performance rehab whatever you know I was learning a lot about like sleep and diet and and gut microbiome and and different performance measures and um so it was, it was after that, whenever I came uh, back to my, my hometown, that I had an opportunity to open up a facility so that I would be able to share that knowledge and you know, take on needs clients. So everything's a needs analysis. So I really like the aspect of being um, like, a, I don't want to, like a puzzle master, right? You have all these different puzzle pieces and you have to figure out which one's the right one that's going to go in that's going to help this person the most, right? Because, you know, it could be, I mean, it could be as simple as their morning routine that's going to have like an impact on their their health and performance. So I just really like the aspect of having to look at uh, the big picture. And I, I try to use that facility to do that. Cool. So, I mean, a little bit of a story there. And I yeah. think ultimately that is what led to you becoming a, the business owner of this yeah. unique facility. So give us kind of your elevator pitch of your facility. Really help us understand who you are, what you have to offer. Um, Paint that picture so that as we talk about your business, the model and everything makes sense. Okay. So uh, Eclectic Performance Solutions, um, it's not just... it's not just the gym and it's, and it's not just, uh, just training, but it's a culture. It's something that, you know, in working in different aspects of the fitness industry from, you know, I was in division one collegiate athletics and D three collegiate athletics and, and all these programs. So I'm trying to create this, this culture where you can also, you can pursue any kind of exercise you need to pursue. I have equipment that, um, you know, you can, you can set it up different ways in order to get different lifts. You can, uh, obviously, if you have martial art experience or any of these um, forms of fighting, you know, you can use the gym as well. So it's just really modifiable. You're able to 
to move things and alter things uh, the way that you need to, to do. And it's also a private facility, so no one's going to come in and bother you. Everybody knows me. Everybody knows each other. So it's a very um, uh, it's a very positive space, and that's something that I've always really valued in uh, a facility or a gym. So uh, we offer private memberships as well as uh, fitness training for nutrition performance or if um, because of my experience in injury rehab I can also do a lot of uh, corrective exercise okay is how I have to term it yeah so it sounds like you really have a few different levels of service here like somebody yeah. can come in utilize the equipment and get in their own workout if that's what they want yeah or you know you can train people work specifically with people kind of like post rehab um, things like that. So kind of a few different levels of service. Now let's talk about, you know, the one-on-one -on -one clients. What percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from that personal training or semi-private training kind of model? So I use my, uh, so whenever I have clients and I have training sessions, uh, I end up keeping that money. And then the money that the gym makes I have like an equipment and concessions fund. So I end up divvying up that money that the gym generates like as a facility. And then there's the money that I generate as, as me whenever I train clients. So um, yeah, it's about, you know, um, set, it's probably 70% or, you know, 60, 70% of what I make just comes from me. So, but I, I like giving back to the business, obviously. So like I pay into it all the time. And I like to see that uh, we have like good supplements and, and good, um, good concessions. And, and, you know, I spend a lot of work on the facility cleaning or trying to add things in order to help people achieve what they need to get done. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important, but it is also important to make sure that you're paying yourself and taking care Absolutely. of yourself. Because um, as a business owner in this industry, that's something pretty common. Like people just don't really give themselves the credit that they deserve it is a business where you do have your have to bust your butt to make um things happen so um, right now how many regular memberships do you have like people that are coming into the facility kind of doing their own thing i have 12 members coming in uh to the facility with and they have the those are the 24 access people okay. and what's uh the, what's that What's the square footage? Uh, 3,400. Oh, you have a pretty decent space there. Yeah, the one room's like 45 by 45. The other one's a little bit smaller than that. So adding in like the bathrooms and the front area and everything. Yeah, it's like 3,500-ish, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, with 12 members, is that a place where you feel pretty comfortable or are you in a position where you would like to take on more members for the 24? I would like to see it take up to 20. I would like to take that up to 20 members. Um, that's pretty comfortable. That's going to allow the gym to essentially just pay for itself. And, and I don't, you know, I don't really have to worry about it financially. Um, right now, obviously I take on, well, not obviously, but I take on a lot of different side work. I have a lot of different, I've done a lot of different trades and skills over the years. So I do a lot of different things. So day to day is very different. And that's something that I like, you know, I like working outside as well, but uh, I love training and helping people, you know. Yeah. So being that you are 24 seven, um, you know, that really opens up kind of 
a pretty large window of time that people can come in and get in a workout. And um, why, like, why is 20 year limit? What, how, how, like, how did you come up with that number for yourself? Uh, because of the uh, cost of the mortgage every year, along with like operating costs, um, as well as risk, you know, so, uh, you know, there's a risk that gets involved with that. Uh, for the space. I also have a another business that's upstairs, so I have to respect uh, them in a way. Um, but it, I, I mean, like 20 paying like month to month, um, you know, I try not to have members like go on vacation or something or out of town for like a month or so. I try not to like charge them or something like that, but um, because I just want it to be like a, uh, a close, closely knit environment. So the environment for you is like more important than operating it like a business. So I, well, it's not necessarily that. I think in order to keep the clientele lower, uh, you're able to, you know, like no one has to wait for any equipment or anything that goes in. Um, it's, it, and at that monthly rate for 20 people, that's, that's plenty of money for the gym i'm me uh, i and what i'm passionate about is is doing the training side of things so like those are the clients that i really try to focus in on um because that's what brings me that's what brings me joy in the education that i you know yeah. went out to seek to receive yeah yeah so on the training side of things is your schedule pretty much full right now do you have room to take on more clients on that side yeah i have room to take on more clients um it's, it seems like a lot of clients want the same times in the day. So it gets tough whenever they have families and, and things that they, they want to be a part of. So, you know, um, and that's a regular thing that I'm sure a lot of you know, trainers and coaches can relate to. It's just like crazy stuff coming up and then they have to go take care of what they have to take care of. And then training kind of takes a backseat when it's not like everything you do. Right. So whenever I was in division one athletics or I was dealing with a couple of pros, I mean, they, when they say they're going to be there, they're there. Yeah. You know, there's nothing really getting in the way of that. Uh, it's tough with, um, your general, general needs clients, you know, cause they have different priorities and, and, uh, you know, you might see things differently. Mm, yeah, no, it definitely is different. You know, when we are working with our elite type athlete versus working with you know a normal person who just wants to work out to lose a little bit of weight it's completely different um, Absolutely. so are you the only trainer in your space or do you like lease the space uh or, like have people paying rent and using the space too so i had a couple of trainers in the past come and lease the space so they've they've done done that in the past whenever they have a client that's around the Latrobe area, they've approached me and I've, you know, and everything went smoothly, but I don't have any other coaches regularly working out of the space. Although that's something that I don't, you know, I don't mind if that's something, if someone approaches me about that, I have them in and we do, we talk and, you know, we set ground rules to sign contracts and, and do it that way. Mm -hmm. But currently it's just you. So walk me through you know, what you're doing to fill your calendar? Where are you looking to find new clients? So where, where I'm looking to find new clients? Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the hardest thing for most gym owners is like, mm -hmm. how do I find new clients? How do I fill my schedule? How do I get them in the front door? 
Um, so I always like to learn from people in that aspect. So I, uh, well, in the Ligonier community, I've done a lot in my community. So I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm not like, I'm not saying like I'm famous or something, but I'm just saying I've served a lot of people in the, in my hometown. So if anybody has training needs or like if someone's looking for, you know, a coach or whatever they normally, so there's a grassroots element to what I do. Uh, I, ser I do mainly everything through Facebook and Instagram and that drums up some, uh, that drums up business as well as, um, you know, trying to, I've been trying to learn from the marketing professionals in uh, not necessarily in my space, but trying to learn um, for those that have done this for a long time. And what I've observed is, is that if you can kind of show them, you know, and, and you, you run a CrossFit gym, so you know how this goes. If you show them, you know, the things that they can do, or you show them progress and you, and people are really happy about the service and they go, they get, they, they have positive reviews and nothing bad to say about everything. So uh, I've really seen in this area it's it's really that local grassroots that ends up taking, um, that ends up drumming up more serious clients. So I find that there's a lot of clients that I get for when I market on Facebook or, or around town, there's people that come in, but they're not really sure. Yeah, if this is something that they want to pursue. So um, yeah, serious clients are really, really tough to come by with everybody that comes in and out of the facility. Yeah, I think that also like we kind of play into that. Like people aren't going to be serious if we're not taking it serious. And so our clients need in order to be successful, they need not only the fitness, but they need to make sure that um, they have that accountability, that motivation factor that's playing into it. We need to make sure that they have the nutrition factor that's playing into it. If they're not eating right, they're not going to feel right. They're not going to see results. If they're not seeing results, they're not coming in and they're not going to be serious. Um, so there's kind of really a lot that plays into that, <clears throat> but grassroots stuff. I mean, the free stuff, um, yeah. of mouth referrals, those are always going to be our favorite as a business owner because they're free. But when yeah. it comes to predicting our growth through that, it's very difficult because we don't know how many word of mouth referrals we're going to get a month. Right. We don't know if it's going to be busting at the seams. We don't know if we're not going to get any. Um, right. So it is very, very challenging to kind of project that. Um, you mentioned that you utilize a little bit of social media. It sounds like Facebook. So um, yeah. talk to us about your presence on Facebook. What does that look like for your, for your business? So I try to, uh, I, so that conversation that you have with clients, like right when they come in and then the, that's that conversation about habit building, uh, nutrition, like just foundational things that you want to look at, that you want to observe in your own life through the day. So uh, I try to take that initial conversation and I try to break those up into pieces in order to like uh, inform uh, or just just try just try to work a little bit of science and a little bit of habit building into people's lives. There are great professionals in our field that do a fantastic job of making that material and publishing that material. And I really, I really admire that, you know, um, I'm just a hard worker and a coach. I'm not a, I'm not a producer. Um, so, you know, my stuff's not super, you know, it's, it's not, um, you know, I don't have a professional stage with professional writing, uh, lighting with, you know, really nice cameras or anything like that. 
Um, but I try to uh, give something that, that adds to people and, and that's sort of that, um, it's uh, a lot of, a lot of the information, what we do is essentially recycled knowledge over a long period of time. So I don't really believe that any of these basic habit forming, um, I don't believe that any of these basic habit forming, uh, procedures are, are, novel or new in any regard really you can look back a hundred years and see like oh this guy did exactly what we're researching and we're trying to do right now so i think that that's really that's really neat so i just try to bring like some excitement into uh exercise and how like that you know it improves your life and improves your body and i think that's really important uh, i think people get too hung up on the effort side of, of working out, they look at it like it's it's a threat, like, oh, it's gonna take my time, I'm gonna be tired, but but really this is, you know, it can be really, really good for you. It can give you a lot of energy and it can, it can bring a lot of positivity into your life. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we just have to kind of get people to see that um, yeah. and sharing nurturing content, um, content with a message like that is definitely a valuable way to kind of be able to do that for our community. Is it all organic or do you do like any of the paid advertising stuff on Facebook? Um, no, I do. Uh, yeah, I'll like boost, boost posts in the area with, you know, and I'll use those demographic uh, uh tracking cookies that they they kind of shoot out to everybody so um you know definitely spend money on advertising because it's it's uh, you can write it off at the end of the year so yeah. you know there's not a whole lot preventing you from investing in that side for sure uh yeah. what i find go ahead so when you boost posts like do you reap a benefit from that like have you seen it bring in clients for you or is it something that's kind of hard to measure uh, it's tough to measure at times, but I understand that if you're, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, he's all about being very consistent, right? So if there's a consistency and uh, especially whenever I was getting a lot of clients when I myself was doing uh, a lot uh, physically as well, I started, I started experimenting with marathon running like about a, a year or so ago and then that drummed up a lot of business because people could see that I was you know doing these uh distance I'm a football player I was not I'm not a marathon runner but like whenever I dove into that I dove in head first and people were, were like wow that's pretty interesting so like I wonder what I you know if I could achieve that so like that that element of that whenever so it's kind of like the David Goggins thing where he's always out doing exercise and that like inspires people he's like wow like this guy is always after it yeah so it seemed like there's a lot of positivity surrounding that um i've had some injuries so i haven't been able to perform um you know uh a lot myself but yeah, yeah that seems to bring a lot of people in at the time yeah i think it is all about consistency however are you aware that boosting a post on facebook is not the same thing as like running an ad on facebook most people aren't aware of that uh, I believe, yeah, I, I understand that there is a, there's a delineation between those two. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like to use this moment because so many of us fall into this trap where like every time we try to post something on Facebook, they're telling mm -hmm. us to post it. Like anytime I go on Facebook to post anything right. for the gym, they're telling me that I need to boost the post. And so for and you have really to go to the ads page, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for a really long time, I kind of fell into that trap. But what I realized is that boosting is not the same 
boosting basically helps us get more likes on yeah. that. It will help get more people to kind of see our page, comment on our stuff. So it's creating mm -hmm. overall brand awareness, but brand awareness does not equal sales right. money for the business. Absolutely. Um, so really, when I realized that there was a difference there, I didn't ever fall into the boosting thing again, because I think that I do a really good job building brand awareness on my own. It sounds yeah, like you right? too, being that you're like a local celebrity or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a big family. There's a lot of names. Yeah. No, I mean, being in small town, everybody knows everybody. So yeah, right. Um, it, it could be beneficial to kind of look into what something like an ad campaign could do to help you fill your calendar. In Absolutely. The yeah. Um, Next question that I have for you before we run out of time today, I want to touch on a few other things. Hayes, what would you consider the biggest business-related bottleneck? And what do you feel like you can do to work on overcoming that? Uh, the biggest bottleneck for me is definitely the area and accessibility. Um, downtown Latrobe is not really somewhere where people go. Uh, there is a couple of festivals that do happen downtown when they shut down streets and they open up the town, they open up all the businesses, and that's really nice. Uh, but downtown Latrobe is mostly uh, like an administrative campus for like different things that happen in the area. It's not really something where like, you know, it's not out on Route 30 where tons of people drive by. That's where the Planet Fitness and like Law Fitness and, and those guys are all set up. And that's okay. Um, it's also competing with uh, the big gyms where it's pretty cheap uh, that, you know, that's, a, that's a huge barrier when people like come in and they're like, well, that's kind of expensive. I'm like, well, you're getting a super high quality product. I mean, I don't, you know, you don't go into Versace expecting to not pay for the Versace, you know? So yeah. um, it's, uh, but I've, I've been around uh, my brother, my, my brother lives in Pittsburgh. He's around uh, some of those like higher executive people. He's in, in finance, uh, financial, the financial sector. And those are something that a lot of those guys are really interested in, like with the CEOs and having private facilities and things like that. So, you know, the area where I have property is really limited, but I have it because of the property. So it was never really, it was never a location first kind of decision to have it there. I just really, you know, wanted to generate a facility. So, you know, obviously there's a, an area component, uh, there's a competition component, but I see that, um, you know, people who, people who are serious clients, so like, we'll make the time and they'll make the drive. And I have, I have a couple of those and I love them to death. They're, they're awesome. They love, they clean up after themselves. They're like, Hey man, this facility is awesome. I love coming here. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, they live. <laughs> yeah. and then whenever they bring their guests and their guests come, uh, uh you know, they use their guest passes and their guest comes and they, they're like, wow, this is like really unique. But so, um, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really sure how to overcome the location per se, but there is a nice parking garage right behind. So it's not like I'm super limited in parking in any way. Um, but a lot of those uh, younger people, they live closer to the city and there's a lot of the older population out this way. Um, and although I do like uh, working with certain older populations, they will tend to go to physical therapy clinics because like they have co-pays and they accept insurance. And as an athletic trainer, I'm, I could bill insurance but i don't legally have to be paid by insurance so like that's a big barrier in athletic training whenever you know that rehab style uh that's 
training, but it, and legally, no one really has to pay you for that. Mm. Yeah. So it's really tough. They're like, oh, can I use my insurance to help with training? And I was like, man, I really wish I could do that for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a matter of getting people in the community to see the value. The biggest thing mm-hmm. is getting them to see the value and joining you over your competition, getting the people that kind of fall into the demo- demographic that that you're looking for. And right. um, I just looked it up. Latrobe has 8,338 people as of 2010. So maybe a little right. bit less, maybe a little bit less than that now, a little bit more, depending sure. I don't know, I don't know how poppin' Latrobe is, but it's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me very much so of of my hometown. My hometown had like 4,500 people, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah. Just yeah. the way that you're talking about it reminds me very heavily of that. But um you said something like, you know, where where your brother's at, like people, there's a lot of CEOs and stuff like that that want it. And I would say that in your community, there's probably people too that could benefit from something like this who probably just don't really know that it's something that's offered, something that's out there. Right. And so it's just a matter of you have to really look to find those people mm-hmm. um, and put your services out there. Yeah. Uh, to, to kind of supplement this challenge question, I like to ask like a little bit of a magic wand question. If mm-hmm. you were to have a magic wand and all your dreams, all your goals for the business had come true, you'd reached them all. What would that picture look like for you? Oh man, I, I definitely wouldn't be in the same facility, uh, but I would have like those elements uh, in. So the magic wand would be something like, you know, the D, uh, the training facility is called D1. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, yeah, so they have like the hotel, like they have like the hotel add-ons with the biohacking rooms and they have the therapy rooms and they have the they have the weight room and they have the field out front. And that's like a facility that I that working with professional athletes or or you know, it would be similar to like one of the uh, Olympic training facilities. That would be that would be a magic wand waved, you know. You said magic wand, so I'm just experimenting here, you know. So uh, that, something like that is really appealing. Uh, if I would be able to end up running or owning or whatever that is someday, um, that would be super super cool. But if I'm trying to be more realistic, you know, obviously it would be to fill up the rest of the. Uh, like the, like that threshold is like a 20 client members. Obviously I have to see like what the traffic is like for everything. Um, I'd, I'd love to keep filling that up. I mean, that's, that's, it brings in a lot, a lot of money. The more people, you know, like three more people is a lot of money in the course of the right. year. Right. So for, for a private facility. And so, um, yeah. So, so I'd like to keep, go ahead. E1 really is the inspiration here, kind of like in- Well, there are are types of facilities. Yeah, Yeah. so kind of an athletic performance type space. Now, I've had conversations with many D1s before and the ones that are crushing it are doing more than just athletic performance. They are working with some general publics, whether that be in like a boot camp or in the one is that something that you're open to? Because it sounds like your passion lies more with the elite athlete. But as you grow, are you in a position where you would want to work with the general population, adult fitness? 
Well, I do in the extent that I also do boxing lessons and things like that. So I have a lot of clients that really enjoy that and I really enjoy teaching it. So, and that's an opportunity where I get group rates a lot. I'll get like multiple people in a boxing lesson um, or, you know, if you want to call it a boot camp or something along those lines. And, and um, I was really trying to have a women's like boxing boot camp over the summer. It didn't end up working out because of some, uh, some things that happened uh, this year, uh, you know, my priorities got all changed around and I had to finish, I had to do other things and I wasn't able to do what I, I wanted to do um, in order to help, you know, help out the family and things like that. So um, it got kind of pushed back, but I'm really excited to maybe start that up again because uh, I was able to get a lot of, especially like women pretty excited about, um, you know, they feel con like, you know, women to feel confident, uh, ex like expressing that amount of force and like being able to, you know, understand what, you know, how to move their body in, in a fighting situation. A lot of them find a lot of confidence and encouragement in that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think like when we think of general population, like a lot of times, you know, I think we think of like people that we struggle to get in the front door. Like it has mm -hmm. to be boring, but like, I don't think that it has to be like that. Like you can still do really high intensity things like doing boxing lessons, um, teaching somebody a skill that in turn is going to help them have better physical wellness. Absolutely. Um, so super cool that, you know, this is some of the things that you're looking to achieve for your business. Um, final question that I have for you is what somebody, what's something that you wish somebody had told you before you opened up this gym, um, you know, as a new business owner? Um, that there's a wish, wish someone had told me, uh, Well, no, I kind of put you on the spot there. It's okay. So, uh, well, in the, so I, I wasn't a marketing major or anything like that. So, I mean, that was a large amount of education where like I was researching marketing and then I was researching how to start these conversations, how to do, how to do business, you know? So it's not really like something I wish someone told me is that I wish there was someone more like a tutor or like someone available to understand that process for a gym. Uh, in the area, the other the other professionals in the area weren't really interested in talking to me uh, like about that process. So that was that was pretty tough, kind of getting shut down, you know, in that way. But um, but there's different, you know, there's the, the successful gyms in the area. There's a successful CrossFit gym, and there's um, uh, there's a pretty successful martial arts gym in Greensburg. Um, but those are the one. But I've also seen a handful of gyms close in the last year as well. Like as, I, as I've opened, they also open and their doors are shut. So, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. Just, I think one of the hardest things in this industry is the lack of like resources out there when it mm -hmm. comes to like helping us figure out how to be successful. Right. Um, it's, it's really hard to find, okay, well, how do I do this? Now that I know how to do this, how do I do this? Yes, exactly. It's just not like a playbook, really. Um, and so it is necessary, really, to create connections and network with people. Um, but starting out, like, to build that network is really challenging. Uh, I know I struggled with that, for sure. Uh, what is the Facebook page, the Instagram? Where can our listeners go if they're interested in learning more about your facility? 
Well, the Instagram is eclectic underscore performance. So I know eclectic is a, is a tough word, but it, you know, Apple has that fun speech pattern now that you can, you can just say it and it'll pop up and spell it correctly. <laughs> easy, um, easy enough. Yeah, you can look at, uh, on Facebook, it's uh, Hey Stelancey or Eclectic Performance Solutions. If you just type any of that, and it'll come up. Um, so I try to be more active on Instagram. Uh, that seems to be where a lot of professionals uh, have a lot of their content. So mm -hmm. I try not to reinvent the wheel. So my story is kind of like, you know, bits and pieces of like this, these, this great content that these guys make. So I try to, you know, not that I'm uh, not that I'm reposting in a way, but like these clients that I have, they don't follow all the same people that I do, you know, and I think it's important, you know, some of the knowledge that those people have to say, um, because those, uh, those are a lot of people I respect, like, you know, for instance, like Ben Pekulski or Eugene Teo have a lot of great content. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, it's a good place to be um, and a good place to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the cool thing about living in such a digital world. We have mm -hmm. pretty much the world at our fingertips here. So um, Hayes, thank you for spending some time with us here on the podcast today. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us in the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Chad with Strength RX Gym out of Michigan. Chad, what is going on? Happy, what is it, Wednesday? Yeah, but I don't <laughs> even know today? anymore. It's kind of crazy. These weeks go by so quick. I think it's Wednesday. <laughs> Look, Chad, we're excited to have you on. We appreciate you being here. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with the Strength RX Gym. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers a little perspective. So if you can, in your own words, how would you describe Strength RX Gym and what you guys do? Yeah, so we are a, I call it a boutique functional, functional strength training facility. Uh, so we focus on, um, you know, pain almost exclusively. Uh, we're marketing to individuals in pain. And, and that's where my background is over the last five years is, prescribing exercise for people who are dealing with soft tissue pain and uh, also pairing custom uh, nutrition plans to go with that. So that's, that's where my education has been the last little bit. And that's where, you know, how we opened strength RX and came up with the name strength prescription is essentially what that is. Uh, and, and that's where we're at in Traverse city as of May. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. And so, you know, I appreciate the explanation there. And I think that definitely even gives me a little bit of more perspective here too. Um, and so let's start with the basics here, uh, Chad, if we will. How many members are you serving currently? 
Well, we went from zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> so uh, we, we um, you know, we, like I said, we opened May 2nd and honestly, um, you know, we grew exponentially and, and we're flirting anywhere between that 80 to 90 mark on a regular basis. And, and that's, that's personal training clients more than anything. Nice. Nice. Okay. And so, I mean, for your unique demographic here, I mean, obviously, I know you probably service Gen Pop as well, uh, or maybe you don't. You correct me if I'm wrong there, but um, how or what has been the best method of getting new people through the door? Yeah, I feel like you know, I feel like anybody can market a gym and fitness in general. You can package it however you want, um, but at the end of the day, I've spent the last ten years in the group fitness space and the high intensity group classes, and just. Uh, started uh, working with people in pain and saw a lot of gratification and realized really fast that those people were so thankful that you were creating impact on their life and changing their daily life outside the gym versus adding 10 pounds to their back squat and things like that. Um, and I was getting referral after referral after referral and couldn't keep up with the business, honestly. <clears throat> so uh, without a single, um, prepay, you know, um, pre-membership sale, anything like that prior to opening. We had a zero starting May 2nd. Um, and we, by the time we got done with the end of that month, um, we had uh, essentially went from 30 to 40 members in, in no time. And then we pay for referrals. Not only are we creating impact and making sure that, you know, we are doing a good job with our current customers. We're constantly asking for referrals. We don't do any paid ads or, you know, anything uh, from a marketing paid perspective. We do some, you know, social media like everybody else, but at the end of the day, we're very niche. And, and that's where it came from. Um, I feel like the people who are out there who aren't typically your normal gen pop that you see in a gym, um, these are the people who are afraid to set foot in the gym. These are the people who are afraid of being judged. These are the other 98% of the human race who don't feel comfortable inside a gym. So I wanted to, I was tired personally. I was tired. This is my long winded answer to you, by the way. Um, okay. I was, I was tired of, of catering to the 2% of the fitness community and wanted to cater to the 98%. And so that's how we um, tried to package this and really, uh, market towards the individuals that were dealing with your everyday struggles, who are dealing with elbow pain, dealing with ankle pain, waking up with knee pain, waking up. So we're problem solvers, right? And and I feel like problem solvers get um, a an immense amount of referrals. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think just to piggyback on what you said, I think it, it's a direct correlation of your fulfillment as well. I think if you're good at what you do, pays dividends, and the dividends in this world is referrals. Sure. So uh, I think that's great. I think it really goes to show how good you are at, at delivering your service. And so uh, I know you kind of alluded to this here, and I don't want to um, go ahead and, and, and have you repeat the same thing you did say, but just curious if you could kind of give us a a, a a little bit of an understanding. I mean, or well, I'll even ask this question instead. How about this, Chad? I think everybody has their own capacity and then how much higher they can go. For you guys with where you're at now, I mean, let's say leads, traffic clients, all these things are unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go? Yeah, so we just hired our fourth coach uh, uh, literally two weeks ago so that we could start uh, keeping up with the demand of our of our services. And and some also some interesting things from a corporate wellness things have 
have kind of un, unveiled themselves over the last couple of weeks as well. So we are in the middle of some significant uh, changes and evolving as a gym currently and, and only being open for, you know, four to five months. Uh, so at the current capacity, with four coaches, I, I only allow my coaches to do 20 to 25 personal training hours per week. Otherwise they'll just get burned out. Uh, we do offer group classes as well. And those aren't included in that 20 to 25 hours, but uh, you know, a majority of our business is one-on-ones and that's very labor intensive, right? That is, that is um, you know, hiring more bodies on the floor, all working together all at once. Um, so, you know, if you do quick math, you know, if you've got four individuals doing 20 to 25 hours a week, you know, I, we can add currently about another 10 to 15 clients max at our current capacity. Um, because quite frankly, I, I expected our, our groups to be busier. I expected this model that we've created was one-on-one help the people get out of pain with the end goal of a funnel uh, into group class, small groups. So we cap our classes at five to six people. So we still keep the quality ultra high. And, um, but the interesting part that's occurred is these people keep renewing their one-on-ones um, and they're, you know, that that's what, that's not what was expected. So we've kind of had to evolve a little bit in the short period of opening to, to uh, be able to, um, you know, keep that capacity, keep that product going. So we've, we're continuing to look for hiring new coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially the sky's the limit with you guys. <laughs> and currently it feels that way, especially with the corporate wellness side of things that's started to, to unfold, but yes. Good problem to have. Good problem right. to have. Right. And so now I, I know that, especially with you're at and, and having four coaches, you know, having as many members as you do have, how are you able to manage tracking and, and understanding how long someone's been with you? Uh, if they're looking to renew, if they're looking to cancel, how do you know those metrics? Yeah. So we have uh, our software that we utilize um, allows, you know, for check-ins allows for to have, you know, gives me the ability to keep an, uh, an eye on, you know, when they're getting close to um, renewal. So I get a, a notification when a client is, it only has three sessions left uh, on the one-on-one side. And plus I'm very involved. So I've, I've done this for a little while, right. I've made the mistakes. I've realized, um, the mistakes that I made previously when I tried to coach and be an owner, um, you really have to be one or the other. You can't you, and do it well, I feel. So I, I keep my clientele to only the super high need individuals so I can keep an eye on these metrics so I can offer value by meeting with these every single person in the gym twice a month just to talk about nutrition, talk about sleep, talk about water, talk about exercise and how things are going in the gym. And so I'm getting a real life, you know, sort of boots on the ground, if you will, feel for each client. Um, And these are quick 10 to 15 minute meetings. So I just book 10 minute, 10 to 15 minute meetings with each client, one to two times a month, depending on their needs um, to, to make sure that we are delivering, make sure that they are happy, make sure that they don't need anything else from me. Um, And I feel like that's something I haven't done in my previous facilities. And I, we saw that kind of, um, open door, you know, we would a trip, uh, 10% a month and we'd have to keep refilling that funnel and, and that kept going. And, and I, um, 
eventually just realized like, wow, you know what, something's got to change. This is, this isn't working. We need to, we need to add more value to our current customers and get a feel and constantly, you know, get a temperature check from these people. So I'm constantly, not only am I getting this information from my, you know, my software, my tracking software and getting notifications when they're getting close to renewal time, um, but also um, just constantly being in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great point. Just such a great point. I think when you can, be at the front end of the business as well as you are. I think that's a big testament. You're not losing sight of, of what you love. I think you could say, because a lot of people would try to, you know, uh, totally eliminate themselves from the business as fast as they can. And I think mm-hmm. the fact that you're able to kind of stick in and, 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 and actually do the nitty gritty stuff that a lot of owners don't want to do is the reason why you are successful there. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Going to throw a little bit of a longer winded question at you here, um, Chad, but a good question in itself. You know, what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are three pillars of business, okay? It's going to be one, your lead generation. Two, your acquisition, which is just your sales, right? And then number three is your retention and ascension, just keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Chad, where do you feel like you can improve the most? Yeah, uh, I could definitely improve on the um, lead generation aspect. So sales comes easy to me. I, I have a sales background. Um, that's, you know, maybe makes me unique in this industry where most personal trainers and coaches are really terrible at sales and they, they don't feel comfortable asking for the three to $4,000 sale. I feel okay with doing that. I'm good with it. Like that's our average ticket is $2,500, right? Wow. For, for personal training packages. So I'm, I'm very comfortable and have a, an incredible, I would say, uh, eight out of 10 conversion rate, because I do a great job of qualifying the individual prior to even having the meeting. Are we going to be a good fit for you? Are you going to be a good fit for us? Here's what we do and what we do well. Um, if this is what you need, great. Uh, if you want to look in the mirror and blow kisses at your biceps, this is not the place for you, right? So, um, or if you want, you know, if you want to add, if your goals are to add 10 pounds to 20 pounds in your uh, back squat, you know what, probably not the place for you. So I do, I do a really great job of pre-qualifying and converting. Um, I would say the, the, I would, I could do a better job at the lead generation side of things. Right. So, um, but in reality is I've been fortunate these four months, we, we hit our annual revenue goal in three and a half months. I was, I wasn't expecting it. Right. So we've had, we've been, I would say I've been lucky because I haven't had to work super hard for that. Um, I could do a much better job. Um, creating content, um, you know, being able to do a more targeted uh, marketing aspect. I'm not smart when it comes to, um, you know, actually target marketing and doing paid ads on like social media and things like that. Zero experience there. I've tried it in the past. I think it's failed miserably. Um, But I do a really good job of asking for referrals. I do a very good job of converting in the sales aspect uh, but I know, you know, this funnel isn't going to last forever. This, this, um, you know, this lead, this lead generation I'm currently getting, uh, this is the honeymoon period. We've only been open four or five months. People are still super excited. We're the new fresh car in town, right? We're so, uh, you know, I know it's not going to last forever. So I know that's where I can, I can do better. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I will be the first person to say, I mean, like you're a fitness professional, not a marketing professional. So I think it's okay that you don't have that experience. You don't know how to do that. 
And I don't think, honestly, many people know how to market very well. Right. Um, but I appreciate the honesty and transparency. I think uh, when you can put success to the side and still admit that you can still improve in certain places, I think that's really going to really show why you're, you're in the position that you're in. And I, I, again, for the viewers, I think they appreciate that perspective shift, right? Because they might see how you're doing, like, wow, like there's still more that you can do. And there always is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've got two more questions for you, Chad, my, my two favorite questions. You know, um, what's the bigger picture for you and the gym, you know, long-term, let's say five, 10 years down the road? Yeah, so the the original dream is to um, multi-location, right? The, the That was the original dream going into this and and have, um, I want to create as, as large of an impact with this, the greatest amount of people that I possibly can. And the way to do that, I feel is um, I love to coach coaches. That was where I excelled in my previous facilities. Um, I love to make sure that my coaches feel excited for the week and they're going to deliver a great client experience um, and educate them on how to be better than the average personal trainer or coach. And because it doesn't take much in my opinion. Um, So I, I really feel like, um, and have had experience um, on coaching from afar and want to find a network of individuals who want to take their, you know, group fitness facility to the next level or in, in offer something that isn't prominent in the, you know, in the fitness world. Uh, people aren't marketing a lot to people in pain. And there's a large market of people who are in pain, who are on pills, all these things, and we can help them. Right. And, I feel like when people really the coaches in general and gym, gym owners realize, you know, there's instead of catering to the 2%, the people who want to get fit, who just want to lose weight, instead of catering to those individuals, you have this whole other opportunity um, to make a huge impact on somebody's life. So the five year down the road would be to, um, you know, branch out, try to have uh, another location, um, somewhat local, um, and, and continue moving forward and continue creating impact. I love it. I love it. Chad, that was a mic drop of an answer, but I got one question for you, man. Uh, you know, uh, this one is going to be, is, I, I think we can probably even use, cause you've been in the industry for a while. So it might, I don't think the best question would be to ask, you know, in the last, you know, four or five months that you've been open, but I think let's say if you can go back to when you first started. So let's say, if you can go back in time here to when you first started, you know, in the gym industry, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Damn, that brutal. Um, good look in the mirror. So uh, swallow your freaking pride. Put your ego aside. It's not about you. It's about the client and focus on helping people. It took me a long time to realize um, that, the gym wasn't just my space to go and train and, and compete. And, and it, it was, it's about helping people. It's, and it took a, a lot of trials and tribulations and failures, a lot of failures, um, putting product orders on my credit card, barely being able to pay the, the gas bills. It took a lot of trials and tribulations to realize, like, get your head out of your ass. It's not about you. Um, make it about the client and deliver the best possible client experience. And, um, and that's it. That was a mic drop of an answer. Heck yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like Chad, <clears throat> it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, if you have any social media, Facebook website, 
let the people know where can they find out more about you and strength rx gym uh strength rx gym traverse city on uh, instagram is probably best facebook's kind of weird it doesn't allow you to share reels and things so i don't do a lot of facebook anymore um but or strength those are our two spots there we go there we go we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and i look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds chad just want to let you know how you can access the podcast i'd appreciate it i'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out of here okay sounds good awesome And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate it as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Lindsay from I Love Kickboxing out of Largo, Florida. Welcome, Lindsay. How are you today? Awesome. So glad to be here. I'm excited to have you here and to really learn more about your fitness business, how you do things at your I Love Kickboxing location. But before we dive into the business side, give us a little bit of background. You know, what was it that made you decide to purchase an I Love Kickboxing franchise, become a gym owner? It's kind of like a crazy, like not most people don't grow up wanting to do this. So I have to know the backstory here. Yeah, for sure. Um, My background is nursing, actually. I was a nurse. I grew up wanting to be a nurse. (laughs) Um, So I, gosh, like 12, 13 years as a nurse. I haven't practiced for almost four and a half years, which is like crazy to say. Um, But yeah, I, I guess I just always had this passion for helping people, but I've always been the fitness junkie um, running more cardio junkie, I should say, running. I've done triathlons. I've done one Ironman um, and then met my now husband. And we both kind of said that we wanted to own a gym. Like if we won the lottery, what would you do? It's really weird. But um, I was going to another, I love kickboxing at another location. Actually, when he and I met, he started coming. I just fell in love with it. It was great cross training. It was a great community. Um, just all around, like just loved it. And I was like, I want to be a part of this and I want to help people through my passion of fitness and, you know, working out and 
all that other stuff. And so we just kind of decided to take a leap one day and made a phone call. And <laughs> here we are almost four years later. Um, yeah. What a risk. Like exactly. what a risk to just I... this thing that like, yeah, you guys were both passionate about health and fitness, but it's not like, you know, you have all this experience working in the fitness industry and yeah. that's risky, but obviously it's been fruitful because you've been open for four years. So yeah. For our listener who is not familiar with the I Love Kickboxing franchise, give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide. Paint a picture for us. (laughs) So like I said, we are a community um, of like-minded individuals. We have fun. Um, The workout, it will kick your butt. Um, People burn anywhere from like 500 to 1,000 calories um, during the one-hour workout, but we have fun actually during it. Sometimes you'll laugh. (laughs) Sometimes you just get your butt kicked. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an amazing workout, great community. It's for us, I think because of my nursing background as well, it's more than just that hour long class, you know, maybe three times a week for people. We, we do a run group on Sundays. We, um, support one of the, uh, found the tunnel to towers foundation, and so we've been a big sponsor for them. This will be our fourth year, actually, that 5K is coming up as well. So yeah, it's just, it goes way beyond, like we truly care about our members and their goals. I love that. I think it does make a difference. Like fitness is not something that everybody is motivated to do. And mm-hmm. so it does make a big difference when you have this awesome community where people feel super supported and super welcome. And they're having fun because if they're not having fun, they're not going to be motivated to show. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So that's really, really exciting. Now with I Love Kickboxing, is it mostly group classes? Do you guys have any other like semi-private or one-on-one services that you offer? So yeah, mainly group classes. Um, We recently have started offering um, private sessions as well. Um, We have a few people that that do that. And um, I have, let's see, I have one certified group group fitness instructor myself and two other coaches are also personal training certified as well as strength and conditioning and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so we can do some private sessions as an add-on as well, but it is mainly the, the group classes. And we do have, I mean, people from all ages, all abilities, like all shapes and sizes. I mean, it's truly welcoming to everybody. Yeah. That's, that's really great. So I always like to touch on the private sessions thing because most of us have our niche. Like for me, my niche is CrossFit. For you, your niche niche is kickboxing classes. Um, and that's really what you guys do and you do well. Um, now beyond that, um, you said you offer a little bit of PT. Is it something like on a case-by-case basis? Like if somebody asks for it, you offer it? Or is it something that you guys advertise to your, your new clients that you offer? it's more it's it's a lot of the sorry I think my screen froze um I can still hear you I just can't see you okay (laughs) um so yeah it is more to to our longer term members um it's not something that we offer right up front but as they continue and kind of depending on their goals um then we do maybe start talking about some more private sessions and it might just be a short term thing yeah. just to really work on technique 
because it is an hour long class. Um, our warm up is very fast paced and that's all body weight exercises. And again, because it is something that some people have never done before and it's all different, you know, abilities and everything, they might need some of that private time to really break down some of that stuff. And then yes, even with the punches and the kicks and all that stuff, um, they might need some more private sessions on that. So it might be more short-term, it might be more like long-term just as an addition to the group classes to really kind of work on something else with their goals. Yeah, I think it's kind of a neat topic because personal training is not only great for our clients, whether they're brand new to I Love Kickboxing or they've been with us for you know five, six, seven months or even years, um, it's great for them because we're giving them that individualized attention to help them with whatever it is that their goal is. So maybe we just need to teach them the movements. Maybe um, this person is very new to health and fitness in general, and we just need to like spend some direct time with them so that they can kind of catch up. Or maybe they've been with you for a while and there's this one particular combination they're really working on. Like no matter what it is, it's great for our clients. But then yeah. when we look at it from a business standpoint, it's excellent for us because we can charge more for personal yeah. training and bring in more revenue for the business. Yeah. Yeah. So um, is it something that you guys have ever considering offering on the front end? Like for example, you have a new lead that comes in very new to health and fitness, offering that up front before they go into the group class. We do have it as an option. Yes. Um, but we also want them to feel comfortable in you know, group. Yeah, of course. Right? So yes, like I, I have one coach that um, is very knowledgeable, um, loves doing the personal training stuff as well. He actually fights himself. Um, and so, so yeah, so he's very good at recognizing some of those people and offering it to some of those people right off the bat, if, if mm -hmm. it might be more of a struggle for them getting started. Yeah. We kind of call ours like an onboarding or on ramping. And so it's like we do, um, it's like three to five sessions of personal training. They're all 30 minutes or 45 minutes yeah. and they come in and because CrossFit, like for somebody who's very new to health and wellness, there's a lot of movements with a barbell that you have to learn. So yeah. we really utilize it as like getting them ready so that they can walk into a group class and feel comfortable and yeah. confident. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sorry, <laughs> we don't use equipment, but but even just coordinating some of the combos or even just some of the single like punches or kicks to do it right and have it be fully effective, like so that you are getting everything out of that movement for sure. It's very beneficial. Yeah. So kind of moving on, let's talk a little bit about the membership piece, which is your bread and butter. It's what you guys do and you do really well. Um, so group classes, you told me off air, you're offering six classes a day and in one class, how many members can you fit? Oh, we could fit like 30 or 40, um, because you can actually double up on a bag okay. and we have, I think 22 bags or so on the mat right now. Um, but yeah, and you could double up on the bags. It's a little tight, but it's actually great energy and a lot of fun. If you were to have that many people, the most we probably had is about probably close to 30, I think at some points. Um, but we also have as little as just a couple that show for a class at a time, just sometimes depends on the time of the year, time of day, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, either way, it's still like, we still personalize it to whoever's there and do what we need to do. Yeah, of course. 
so with that, you know, since you can fit quite a few people in one class, hypothetically, um, what does the membership look like? How many clients do you guys currently have in the in the facility? So total members, we are at about 160, I'll say right now. Um, so, and yeah, spread out over the six classes a day, the couple of classes on Saturdays, it, it can really vary. It's crazy. Our 5.30 a.m. class is one of our busiest. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Those people are dedicated. Yeah. And then our 5.30 p.m. class is also one of our, our busiest as well. Um, and of course I say 160, but you also have the members that aren't coming regularly. So, um, so yeah, so it, it can, it can really vary. Yeah. Um, so how does the membership work? Is it like a, do you have tiered memberships? Like people can choose from a few different ones, or is it just one standard for everybody? Yeah, we have a couple options. Um, so typically, a lot of our members need the consistency. A lot of them have weight loss goals. So we really encourage our unlimited membership. Um, and that pricing-wise depends on the length of the commitment. Right. So our 12-month commitment is $139 a month. Um, and so that, like, if you're coming three times a week, it's, like, still under a little little under $12 a class to come if you're only coming three times a week, which is what we tell a lot of people to start, like at least set that goal of being consistent, you know, three times a week. Right. Um, we have a six month and a three month option as well. And those do go up in price depending on the commitment. We do have some drop-in fees. We do have class packs where they can buy a pack of 10 classes. Um, but we use those for the people that are more already in the fitness, maybe like yeah, they do yoga or they still go to the gym themselves, but they love, I love kickboxing, but they don't want it three times a week. And, you know, it's not their main, their main focus to help them with their health and fitness goals. So, yeah. So the one that we do have a lot of people on are the unlimited memberships. Yeah, that's pretty common. And it's cool because that really gives our members a chance to stay committed to their goals. Um, you know, if they want to see results, they do need to be coming in more than like, here and there, you know, yeah. um, that's why it's really difficult sometimes to initially convince somebody that like an unlimited membership is better value than a class pass. Yeah. Um, and, and for those listening, like class pass, it's really hard to describe, but like, it's like a third party that people can like purchase yeah. hacks of sessions to different gyms. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're actually on there recently. We, um, the franchise kind of helped us get all that set up as well. And so we do have some consistent people through yeah. class pass as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the Tampa Bay area, like everybody is on class pass just yeah. because, you know, super fitness minded mm -hmm. people yeah. in that area. And people like to be able to do kickboxing one day, yoga one day, yeah. um, that kind of thing. So next question that I have for you here, you know, being that you're at 160, 170 members, somewhere in there, is that a place where you're feeling comfortable or are you looking to grow, hit the gas, welcome more faces into the gym? Yes. <laughs> I think every gym would probably like welcome more faces. Um, yeah, our goal is 200 members. Um, by the end of the year, we've been really pushing that for 200 members by the end of the year. We've definitely been growing, of course you lose some along the way, but, um, just being consistent and growing it, we've set some hefty goals for this month, next month, um, for sure to get there. 
but we just want to, yeah, we want to keep growing it. Like I said, we can take a lot of people on that mat during a class at one time. And we still, for the most part, have a lot of spots available during a class. So we would love to see that mat completely filled. Um, and we just want to keep, we've, we've made with so many success stories and we've made an impact on so many people already. And we just want to keep growing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you said, I think every gym owner would want to get new faces in, but you would be surprised. Um, you would be surprised. And so that's exciting to hear that you want to grow. Cause I think that there's so much potential in the industry right now. Like everybody is looking for, um, health and wellness. So, um, so much potential for growth. Let's chat a little bit about that. You know, what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process to find new clients? Yeah, so we we have our regular marketing. Um, we do the six-week challenge is our main marketing source. Um, the franchise also helps us advertise three and five class trials on the website. And then we also more in the last few months have really just been trying to get out to local businesses and more in the community and just really spreading the word like that. After we, we were huge on networking and community involvement before COVID. Um, since COVID, of course, it, like I think it took a while because even when we thought we'd be okay to set up tables and stuff, places, People were still very leery about a lot of that stuff. So just more recently, I feel like we're starting to get back into that. So we've been, yes, going to um, local businesses, offering classes, like a free class to any employees that want to come try us out. Um, we've been setting up uh, raffle boxes, actually. Um, and that's been a great lead source. And a lot of the businesses, I did set up a table at, um, well, it was, uh, it's LA fitness, some places <laughs> or a Sporta. Um, and so that's a great partnership as well, because you do have a lot of those like health and fitness focused people. And so they can go and do their weights, but then they can also come to us and, and, uh, and do their cardio and, and get some other strength and conditioning training that way as well. Um, and then, yeah, like just trying to get back into the, back into the community more. Yep. Yeah, the community stuff is always going to be great because that generates word of mouth. The thing that's kind of hard about the community stuff is we don't know if it's going to pay off or how quickly it's going to pay off. Like sometimes we'll go to an event, we get a ton of leads, it feels super good. Or we put a box out, we get a bunch of calls, it feels really good. And then other times it's like crickets and you're like, did I just waste time doing this? Yeah. And time is like the only thing in life that we can never buy back. So yeah. that, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like, the, the relationship building with, with that community aspect, with the business aspect, like business to business relationships. There's multiple steps to it for sure. Sometimes you get lucky and sometimes right off the bat, you get some great connection and it just all falls into place, but it definitely takes the follow-up is the important piece of that. I'm trying to get my staff to see, to see more of that. Like it's just consistency and getting out there and you're going to get no's. Like that's of course the other piece is people are scared of those no's, right? But, um, but then you just move on to the next business that can see the benefit in working together. Yep. So um, another thing that you mentioned there that I think is a great um, talking point is you said your main source of marketing right now is really that six-week challenge. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about where you guys are marketing and advertising that. Facebook. <laughs> Our main, yeah, mainly on Facebook. Um, 
Instagram a little bit, which we are, I think, starting to find that Instagram could be even more, um, more of a lead source than maybe what it is. Um, cause there are a lot of health and fitness minded people on Instagram. I feel like that's huge on Instagram. So, um, but yeah, it's, it is, it's mainly Facebook. Yeah. And how beneficial has that been? Like, do you find a steady flow of leads coming from that or is there like seasonality ebbs and flows to it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of up and down. Um, of course, like, so we started it more after COVID once we reopened, like probably two months later. And of course, like hit the ground running. I mean, it was crazy. The number of leads, I think between people wanting to get back in to a gym and just get active and moving again, along with just that something new that we were offering. Um, and yeah. And then now it's, it just, it kind of goes through some ups and downs, Florida summer typically is the slower time. So then yes, we don't see as many leads. Of course, getting in the holidays will probably drop down a little bit, but then that's where we, of course, have to, like I said, get back in the community or even just call some of those people that were interested at some point and see if they're still interested in what they're doing. And maybe they want to, you know, come at least just try us out for a free class or something. Yeah. Do you, do you personally do those, that Facebook, Instagram campaign campaign, or is that something the franchise does for you? Uh, the franchise helps with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a separate company that helps with that. It's tricky to yeah. um, figure it out and oh, have yeah. a huge source of growth. Um, yeah. For me, it took a really long time of like finagling things and, and playing around with things to get it to a point where I was getting like a three to one return on the investment that I was putting into those yeah. ads. Um, yeah. But I do know that that is the, the biggest way in 2022 to grow your business. You can always have, you know, your word of mouth sources, your referrals, your community involvement, but the number one way that like we have to be tapping into is social media. So I'm so excited to hear that. That yeah. is something that is in your forefront. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. question I have for you here, just so that we don't run out of time. I have a few more topics that I want to discuss today. What would you consider Lindsay to be your biggest business related challenge that you're currently facing? And what are you actively doing to work on overcoming that? Oh, um, I can kind of think of two, maybe, um, it might be, might be just the current like economy. Um, just like I, like we mentioned with the, the leads kind of being down. Um, I think some of it is people are just watching their finances more. And unfortunately the gym isn't at the top of their list, you know, when they're budgeting for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think just, yeah, just everything going on today, like people are watching that stuff and it is affecting some of those choices that they're making. I mean, because even like I can say that about the lead sources, but even I see that in some of the cancellations that we get as well. Um, people moving, people losing their jobs, like whatever it might be. Um, it affects all of that stuff. And then I think just even staff, it's changed um, so much from four years ago, four, almost five years ago, like when we first started hiring. Um, but I actually do have a really great team right now that's been with me. Most of them have been with me for a little while already now. I had um, 
somebody that actually came back to us as well. He was one of our very first hires. So yeah, so that's, but that's still, it's always a challenge, especially we have a small team. So just constantly staying on top of, of the coaches and being part of their lives as well to make sure that they're doing well and coming to work and giving their everything. Yeah. Two challenges that I would be lying if I didn't say that everybody is facing right now. Um, we're living in a different world post pandemic. And so financially, you know, um, it is hard to get people to see the value in a gym membership over, you know, whatever other things that they're spending money on. But at the end of the day, like people do want to see results. They just really don't know how, um, And I think especially like being in an area like where you're at, where there's tons of budget gyms popping up everywhere, 10, 20, $30 a month memberships, yeah. people tend to see $20 and that's what catches their attention um, versus, you know, $20 membership. I could go in and, and I'm going to be super motivated and they might be for like 21 days and then they fall off. Exactly. But, a gym like yours, they could come into and you're going to make sure that they stay motivated and don't fall off. So it's right. just, how do we get people to see the value in choosing us Yeah, over that? Yeah. Um, and that's, what's hard about being in a more niche. Exactly. You yeah. Know, yeah. Once, once they come in and take a class and sometimes even just seeing us like, because they hear kickboxing and they don't realize sometimes it's cardio kickboxing. Like we're not fighting each other. We're, you know, like, so yeah. Like once they actually like see that we're real people, like the coaches are like said, all awesome and very personable and do care about everybody that walks in the door and, and helping everybody meet whatever goal it is, then yeah, it's, it's usually a pretty easy no brainer for people, but it's a matter of getting them in the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely the biggest challenge right now (laughs) out of 99% of people I've talked to. I think we're all dealing with that in unique ways, Um, but kind of to supplement or to kind of turn around on this question, we just talked about your challenges. Now I want to talk about your goals, Lindsay, because I like to dream big. I'm in central Florida. I love some good Disney magic. So if I could hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your, I love kickboxing franchise had come true. What would that picture look like for you? Oh my gosh. (laughs) If only, right. Um, Ultimately like 300 members probably. And just consistent I mean maybe 300 is a lot high. I could do 250 but <laughs> but like but being consistent at that number um for sure would be like no cancellations just everybody loving life loving the gym making it a priority even though life happens and they still keep coming and they never leave us and <laughs> and then we still keep getting more people in the door as well I don't think that that's something that is unrealistic Um, I will say I've been in this position before where I'm like sitting at, I was sitting at 150 you're at 160 sitting there. And I was like, "Ah, I would love to hit 300 members. I have the space. I have the coaches. I would love to do it. But like how? Yeah. Um, So my question to you would be, what do you need to focus on right now, Lindsay, to make that something that is a reality rather than a magic wand dream kind of situation? Um, I mean, we, we definitely still, the team probably still needs to just tidy up some things um, and just 
being consistent and following up with people. So whether that's um, past leads, uh, you know, it's not the not the fun part of the job, but I don't want to say they're cold calls, but they're semi <laughs> warm calls, but um, it's not the fun part. I get it. But like just being consistent and making all those phone calls um, and then just getting out in the community more, like I said, because I think that's a big part of it. And especially through word of mouth, we do have our competitors and I, I don't know. I don't really look at them as competitors, I guess, because I'm confident in what we do and what we have to offer. Um, and everybody offers something a little different. And I know like our program works really well because we've seen it. Um, but we just need to, to make more people aware of that and get them in to, to try us out and be consistent about all of that. Yeah, it is, uh, it is, an interesting business where we really have to focus and hone in on very specific things in order to make our dreams a reality, have the right systems in place. It sounds like you have an amazing team by your side that will help you get there. Um, last question. Now this is, it puts you kind of on the spot. So if you have to take a second to think, it's okay. What's a word of advice that you wish somebody had told you before you became a gym owner? Because um, a lot of people listening to this show are just starting out. So I think there's a lot of value of hearing from people who have been in the business for a little bit. Um, I would say set clear expectations. Um, just be very clear. I think after all this time with myself, um, like I mentioned um I wear a lot of hats. So in the beginning, I was getting pulled in several different directions. And then I wasn't doing a good job in everything I was doing, basically. Um, so if I learned more to probably delegate and set those clear expectations with the team and my manager and all that at the time, I probably wouldn't have ended up like that. Um, definitely better now because I'm not teaching as classes I more just kind of fill in here and there if somebody's on vacation or whatever um so it's like I have my role this is your role this is what we expect to to make it work like it should yep good word of advice to kick things off or to send things off here mm -hmm. uh, and last, like do you guys have a specific Facebook page or a specific Instagram for your location in case people want to follow along I know I do since I'm going to be in your area might as well like come stop by and try kickboxing for the first time yes, for sure yes on Facebook it's I love kickboxing um and then our location in parentheses, it says, it's very weird, but it says North comma Largo. Okay. Um, well, um, and the address is 615 Missouri Ave North. So they'd be able to, cause there's the I love kickboxing franchise, uh, Facebook. And then for Instagram, it's I love kickboxing underscore Largo underscore FL as well. And we also are on TikTok as well. Oh, fun, fun, creative. Okay. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to go follow along and visit you guys. And I hopefully our listeners will follow along for your journey as well. Lindsay, it's been a pleasure having you here and learning from you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. And if you want to join us here at the gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, gym Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.